0: No, you're not alone, because I'm going to make this place your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show with you till the top of the hour. And uh, joining us, uh, let's get out of the way right now, uh, is Chuck Crosby from Boston, the airport there. Chuck, uh, great to see you. You're coming back from a trip.
1: I am. Uh, we spent uh, a little time at Cape Cod and now we're coming back. Lots of lobster. Lots of it. Body oh. weight in uh, clams fried and, uh, hey, I love I'm, it.
0: I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Also here. And I think he's jealous as well. Brad Loller owner yes. of home team inspection service. I hire veterans. They're the number one home team inspection service in the country. Now six years in a row. Uh, by the way, you can reach Chuck Crosby at the Crosby Law Offices because he'll be back in town uh, today. Four nine nine six three six zero. Brad Lawler, you can reach Home Team Inspection eight four 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 one one Team. Good to have you here, Brad. Yes, yes. good yes, morning. Sir. Thank you. And good yes, morning. Yes, I'm oh, and a little and jealous. Yeah, I would like to
1: point out that I've been uh, doing business in the airport for quite a while now. While you were there, uh, hey, right. Yeah. yeah, between iPads and laptops, we can uh, do pretty much everything except do a closing.
0: That's true. And uh, you can reach me anytime, three seven 6, 5, 4, 8, 3. First, let's start off with some news. Housing boom may be cooling as uh, weekly mortgage demand drops again. The average rate for 30-year fixed mortgages down to uh, 3.17%. It's down uh, from 3.18% last week, but the mortgage... Bankers Association is saying that applications for the mortgages to purchase home fell 3%, and they were 2% lower than last week, a year ago. So we're seeing a, a kind of a trend, and the reason that we think that's happening, for the most part, is people are tired of the very tight housing inventory, which is a problem. They're just putting in offers. We'll go into that in just a couple of minutes. Also, millions of Americans could face eviction as a housing protection expires in June. Chuck, you've been warning us about this for a while. More than 11 million Americans behind on their rent and may could be pushed from their homes. Yeah.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, It does look like sooner or later the piper does have to be paid.
0: Yes, and that's a concern. We'll be tracking that. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention Eviction Moratorium, which has been in effect since September, will lift on June 30th, so just a couple of weeks away houses in the u.s costing 13.2 percent more in march of this year than it did the same time last year which is an amazing increase if you're a homeowner and if you're a buyer you're kicking yourself for not getting into this to buying a home sooner uh they are record low levels of and supplies of homes that's become a big issue Um, At the end of April, there were only 1.6 million homes for sale in the U.S. That's down 20.5% from the year ago. And of course, higher costs for land, labor, building materials, including lumber, as we've talked about before in the show also have impacted home builders building new homes. CNN is reporting some buyers are offering trips to the Caribbean, promising to name their firstborn child after the seller or asking uh, $100,000 in cash be given over from the buyer to the seller. Legal, Chuck, in your mind as a yes, no? As
1: long as it's not being done by realtors and that sort of thing, I'm, I'm sure there's some way you can find a RESPA violation in there. But if I'm buying a house from you and there's no licensed personnel uh, in the middle of that transaction, why not?
0: Well, let me tell you a story that's going around uh, just FYI. A buyer, and I heard it that it happened in Louisville, but I'm not quite sure. Buyer buys a house, 1.2 million million first day on the market. They get the contract accepted. And another buyer from California says, I really wanted that house. He's got cash and he wants yeah, to wants that I house. To, have you heard the story already? I've he, heard the story. You have. Okay. Within a day of this all happening, the second buyer from California contacts the first buyer. says, I'll give you 20000 if you reassign that contract to me. The, the first buyer says, nope, not going to do that. The California buyer says, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 100000 right now and just reassign the contract to me and it happened. So that just goes to show you how crazy this market is in what we're seeing in terms of homes. So that means that the buyer number one made a hundred thousand dollars in less than a day for a home they never owned, never had to close on, they just made the hundred thousand in cash. That's legal. Can't can't stop that type of enterprise. Yeah, that's perfectly legal. Perfectly legal. Uh, uh, Brad, lead-based paint violations are surging in uh, the remodeling boom because they're not following guidelines. Is that right?
2: Yeah, they're not. uh, A lot of homeowners don't understand that if you have a house built before 1978, you have to follow uh, lead-based paint remediation um, standards when you do any sort of remodeling in the home. So Professional painters are all certified to uh, do that type of work, but homeowners probably have no idea that they're creating a lead hazard when they go to sanding and and scraping away at uh, painting those houses. So uh, it's it's a real problem. We end up uh, testing homes after uh, renovations or before home sales uh, to just identify if lead dust is, gotten anywhere in uh, in the house and we find it uh, we find it pretty frequently Uh, you'll find it in registers and places that uh, it's just circulating through the house so um, yeah if you got a house built before 78 uh, and you don't you know the best advice I can give you is hire a professional painter to do any sort of uh, indoor painting or at least test all that paint uh, before you start sanding and chipping away at it to find out
0: whether or not it is a lead-based paint And at the very least, really check the guidelines online from the federal government for handling lead-based paint, potential lead-based paint. So I think you got that. Yep. Chuck, we've talked in the past, zombie foreclosures are creeping up in the second quarter of 2021. Can you give us a quick definition definition of what zombie foreclosures are?
1: Yeah, zombie foreclosures where a person still owns the house, and it differs from state to state, okay? But in Kentucky, we are what they call a... Uh, lien state that is to say you own your house the bank has a lien against it so you aren't required to leave until they actually sell the house at a commissioner's sale mm. and then you know go to evict you at that point but a zombie house is where the people just get out they've abandoned the home the foreclosure isn't over or as happened in louisville Um, A lot of houses were foreclosed on back in the the last uh, unpleasantness. Uh, A lot of houses were foreclosed on. They'd get right up to the point to where they were going to be sold at a commissioner sale, but the bank just put the brakes on. They didn't want to have all the extra houses in their inventory. Uh, So that's a zombie house. It's one where there's nobody living in it. It's abandoned, but yet title hasn't yet vested in the bank. So the bank can't do anything to it. They can't sell it. All they can do is continue the foreclosure, which in Louisville, Uh, these days takes about a year, year and a half.
0: So note that there are a lot of people who are hoping that these foreclosures get done quickly. Uh, About 1.4 million residential properties in the U.S. were vacant in the second quarter of this year. That's uh, from a new report from Adam Data Solutions. The question is, how long will it take the bank's to do their due diligence, take uh, control of the home and then put them back on the market because there are are hundreds of thousands of people looking to purchase.
1: Because just because they do the foreclosure and they get the sale, you've still got about another two months before they own it. And then however long it takes them to get it up on market.
0: One of the thing we're following: lenders shortening their closing times. Uh, in April, the average days to close fell to 51 days. It was 52 in March. That's according to a new survey last year. 42 days to close a loan. So I don't know if you've seen the tracking the same thing, Chuck, in your offices. But there is yeah. a there is starting to come back down again. I'm not sure what the the holdup was. One of the things that we have always looked at is the cost of improving your home. Because there are a lot of people who are saying, I'm not I'm not going to move. I'm just staying there. That's great. So what do you do to improve the quality of your home? What gives you the biggest bang for your buck, so to speak? New report out. It's the cost versus value national average uh, by the um, Remodelers Association says the number one thing, and we've talked about this in past years. Apparently, it's number one again. If you're going to do remodeling, your garage door replacement, it will cost on average almost $4,000, and you'll get 94% of that back if you decide to sell. That's a good thing. The worst thing you can do is, uh, one of the worst things, is remodeling your master suite. The average cost, and again, this is obviously skewed from people all over the country, uh, $320,000 to remodel it completely, but you'll only get 48% of that back. So be prepared. If you'd like a copy of this remodeling report, just send me an email, bob at com. put in the subject line, uh, remodeling report. I'll send you that. There's a whole bunch of stuff on here and I'll give you the link to it. If you want to see a replay of this show, yes, see it besides hearing it, go to com. That's a redirect to our YouTube channel, Louisville Answers dot com all right so let's go to the questions and see what we've got here kathy says we moved into our house we want to take uh, care of things right away i've gotten lots of recommendations about what to do with the grass clippings when we mow but to me it sounds like a matter of personal opinion brad you're in on it chuck i don't think you do much grass cutting anymore i don't, what do you, I don't cut grass don't cut grass yeah. what do you what do you say what do you suggest brad for uh
2: clipping? I, well I'm a mulcher myself, have been for a long, long time. If you're going to mulch, just make sure you keep the blade sharpened on your mower. Um, I think most of the commercial outfits are, you know, mulching. I think the only danger is, is mulching leaves can be problematic if you're trying to mulch too many. But, I mean, I got a great looking yard and, have always mulch but appreciate the folks that bag all their uh, clippings too it seems like an awful lot of work but it
0: does especially if you can do just as well with mulching you know what i found is working really well is mulch obviously but mm-hmm. cut the grass in two different de- directions at the same yeah. cutting height so, right yeah so you start a little higher go in one direction I've got a rider riding mower, so that makes it easier. I met a guy yesterday, he's doing his lawn push mower, fairly big yard. He's a senior. He says, that's how I keep in shape as I push that mower. But and anyway, go in two different directions and it cuts up the mulch even more, gets yep. it into the lawn. Is it
1: just the direction or, that makes those lines or is it height?
0: No, two it's, different just, heights. it's just
2: It's the direction of the cut is what makes the the different pattern in the grass. Okay. So that's why it looks light green going in one direction and darker yeah. green in the other just the way the grass is kind of laying down when it spins so
0: and that's the the trick professional uh mm-hmm.
2: cutters are are using yeah but mow high keep keep it keep it as high as you can because that that makes for a healthier grass don't cut don't cut it short so what do you think 3 3 inches is I, the lowest yeah, yeah.
0: i that's that's where I am yes Chuck, this one goes to you, like to... Agent uh, Eddie. Eddie is a uh, real estate agent in Louisville. He uh, he's sending buyer love letters and videos. Now, the National Association of Realtors is not so big on that, but uh, he's doing it. Buyers are sending the love letters to another seller, saying, "Listen, hey, I love your house," or even video. They want to get a foothold in as an offer. So, thoughts about that, Chuck? I, you
1: know, I I don't ever see that stuff. <laughs> Uh, by the time I, I get involved, they've already met and, and decided to like each other uh, or yeah. not, as the case may be. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. So explain to me what this love letter uh, so, videos are.
0: So let's say, Chuck, you're going to buy Brad's home, but there are a lot of other people who are looking to buy Brad's home. So you write a love letter basically saying, hi, there, seller. We love your home. We think you've done a great job. We are going to keep it with the the same type of style that you've done. So that's the basic
1: buyer to seller, not agent.
0: Yeah. Agent, but the agent has to really be in the middle because he has to pass, unless the buyer drops the letter off, he has to pass that from the buyer to the seller.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, there's no licensing issues between buyer and seller and, you know if an agent said no i'm not going to do that well you already know the address of the house drop it off yeah yeah,
0: yeah that's, again national association of realtors not so happy about doing that they're yeah. actually frowning and saying don't do it but anyway yeah, that's, why uh
1: What's the reason? Eth-
0: ethnicity it can show uh the type of ethnicity from the buyer to the seller, that could be discrimination. That's what the national concern is, what I'm being told. All right, we're going to take a break. And by the way, if you hear the background noise, because we do, it's uh, Chuck Crosby from the Crosby Law Offices is today coming to us from the airport in Boston at Logan International uh, as he's returning from a trip. But we appreciate him uh, sticking and being online with us. You can reach Chuck because he'll be back in town immediately. 499-6360. Also Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. You can reach Brad anytime at 844 team My son Greg's busy already working this morning so he didn't have the ability to get on the show with us. And you can reach me on my cell phone at three seven six five four eight three. A reminder, if you want to see what people are saying about us, go to louisvillessellarstalk.com And if you want to read what they're saying, go to louisvillezillow.com where we've got our reviews. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS.
2: Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckiana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage.
1: Six, three,
0: six, oh. This has been a paid advertisement. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more,
2: contact HWA today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by new sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville?
0: Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now.
2: Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sekoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart.
0: News Radio 840 WHS Bob Sokola, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you till the top of the hour. Coming to us from, I love Zoom, doing these Zoom calls because Chuck could be anywhere. Chuck Crosby, the law, Crosby Law Offices, he's coming from Logan International Airport in some corner. So if you hear the background noise, you'll know why. He does a great job on closings, and you can reach him at 499-6360. Brad Lawler is also here. He's coming from his office this morning. Home Team Inspection Service. I come in as a team, and you can reach Brad and his folks at 844-411-TEAM, and you can reach me, Bob Sikola, anytime. We are desperately looking for homes to list and sell, and we've got a couple of great ideas on how to do this so you're not having to worry about finding your next home. We call it a reverse contingency, and we just had some success with that. By the way, my thanks to Barbara Corcoran, who's our mentor uh, and also a friend, and uh, thank you for uh, being so kind to us so questions more that are coming here tony wants to buy a home and keeps missing out tony has told his agent chuck that he wants to make four offers at one time on four different homes his agent says that's not quite the proper thing to do your suggestions on that
1: Uh, it's not quite the proper thing to do unless he's independently wealthy and can purchase all four homes
0: because what if two of them accept the offer then what (laughs) yeah
1: then he's oh. stuck having to buy two homes. Now, uh, when I had seen something like that, they were saying, oh, but we can get out at the you know, the inspection phase. But then again, you've got some issues because that's not negotiating in good faith. And at some point, that in and of itself could be a cause of action.
0: Yeah, so the word is one home, one time. I understand yeah. there's a lot of frustration, but this is yeah. something that we have no control over. And if you're on the opposite end, and you know, all of a sudden you accept an offer and you find out, you can go after that. I guess Chuck can go after the uh, the buyer for damages. Yeah. Yeah. From Arnold, he is moved into a new house. He says, the deck needs some staining. Can he sand the wood smooth, Brad, uh, the surface of the the deck to remove chips? Yes, you can. Uh, I will tell
2: you that sanding a deck, in my experience, is probably more effective Effective than using a pressure washer. I see lots and lots of people who damage their decks using pressure washers. They just don't know how, uh, you know, strong those things are. They will cut holes in if they're not mm-hmm. adjusted correctly. So, yeah, sanding is sanding's a, a good way to do it. Just belt sanders, unless it's a really large surface, and then you can, you can rent some kind of commercial-sized sanders as well. But it's a good mm-hmm. way to do it.
0: Chuck, about a year ago, did you add on to your deck, or did you replace the whole deck? We replaced the whole thing and did you use
1: treks uh treks on the on the railing only
0: okay cuz one of the things you're going to do it maybe it be it's more expensive especially with the way wood yeah. is these days as yeah, no. too yeah i was just wondering so and i have the same problem i tried renting a uh, sander from one of the big uh, maintenance stores you know mm-hmm. the, the orange right yep. mm-hmm. um it didn't work so well i i used very coarse it vibrates back and forth it was didn't work so well so maybe I was
2: either. it a was it a belt or a circular orbital
0: it was a I, vibrating you went back and forth yeah it,
2: it didn't circular I, I, no for the for the yeah. yeah for the deck that's kind of hard uh usually the the belt sanders are a straight line you just follow the the, the wood uh, but the circular ones yeah they're uh that would be a lot more difficult to with all the ups and downs you know, the nooks yeah. and cranes you got to get into on a deck.
0: You just got to be careful it's, that you don't hit nails or nail pops. Right. Or, right. Yeah, they will yeah. make a mess of the, of the belts. If you are moving or planning on moving or planning on doing some of uh, your spring cleaning or soon to be summer cleaning, we have got some uh, tips, 10 that you of things you need to toss out of your kitchen or kitchen closet ASAP. Now, granted, Chuck's in Boston at the airport, but he still he is such an aficionado of cooking. Old spices get rid of. Can can you give us a rundown of why?
1: Oh yeah, spices if they're whole tend to last a little longer, uh, but if they've already been ground up, uh, oils released, that sort of thing, <laughs> they're just gonna lose all flavor within about oh. If they're a year old, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, really, a yeah,
0: year old. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I, I do they're it no way good. earlier than that. You know, every <laughs> three, four months. So uh, I'll go through and clean them out. That's killing me. How about <laughs> yeah, expired? No, yeah, the whole the whole ones last longer. Like a a whole nutmeg. Yeah, you, know, you can keep that longer. But once you've used a bit of it, well, then it starts to fall apart.
0: Expired food. Okay, this is a. Uh, I get into this battle uh, often. I'm told if it's uh, out of date, you got to throw it out in the can. Really? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just it. say
1: that uh, I might have, in the uh, late '70s, used uh, gotten into my grandmother's stash of World War II sea rations. Ah. Uh, they were fine.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not, if not, if yeah, the cans,
0: them. if the cans dented or misshapen, yeah, uh, no, yeah I that's true. I wouldn't mess with it. It's not uncommon for a can of beans or a box of pasta to sit on the shelf for a, yeah. a while. So you're yeah. saying, don't worry about it. at this
1: point, I'm not right? saying don't worry about it. Yeah. I, I can just say that when I was growing up, we didn't throw anything out. That's
0: ever. how I, yeah, that's the same yeah. with me. Open bags of flour and sugar. Should that be thrown out after a, a specific period of time?
1: Actually. Yeah. Um, with the uh, flowers. Uh, now I, you know, if it's been bleached and processed, you should not be eating it anyhow. Yeah. But uh, that kind of stuff will last a lot longer. But if you get, say, a stone ground grit, uh, there's actually weevils in that uh-huh. stuff uh, that will grow and multiply. And yeah, uh, yeah so uh, you don't yeah. keep those for
2: very long. Yeah, and the oils go rancid in the right. flowers the oils too, go so they, they'll, yeah. they have a nasty,
0: bitter taste to them. How about? And I am so guilty of this purchasing mistakes. Things that I think I'm going to eat and then leave them in the closet because I never want to eat them. Uh, We need to go through those. I suspect, Uh, do all of us agree? We all have the same problem. There's stuff in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all do. Okay. Stale snacks. Here's another one that again, you may be prepping to move. Now's the time to throw them out. You may be just spring cleaning. This is the time to think about it. Stale snacks in there. How old are stale snacks? Wait, hold it. Yes. Yes. Snacks can go stale? <laughs> I didn't even no. know that.
1: Yeah, not the Twinkies, perhaps. I mean, right. I
2: mean, mean, can Cheetos really go stale? Uh, Yes,
1: they can, actually. Uh,
0: But they can get better, can't Don't you think they get better if they're stale and a little more munchy? No. Crunchy? No. I disagree (laughs) with that. All right. Well, damaged equipment is another thing, like a pot for gravy that you may have burned and you're just keeping it for sentimental value. Any of the things that you come to mind for your own? closets and locations
2: yes a a half seasoned uh iron skillet i can't bear to throw away okay oh, why is
1: it only half season
2: because i burned the uh i burned the other half of it and i can't i've tried everything to clean it up and i can't get the other side to release the carbon
0: uh really
2: yeah so it's wow. a mess but I, I can't
0: i can't i can't throw it away something else mismatched plastic containers And I think all of us are guilty of having those. I've got a draw of of them, get rid of those. Now there's nothing more frustrating than trying to find something to store some soup and not being able to find the cover. And if anyone can tell me how
2: to find replacement lids for Tupperware from the early 1970s, please, please call. (laughs) Please let me know. I've got Tupperware bowls that are perfect, just no lids
0: for them. And then, well, uh, this may actually help you if you've got duplicates of white Mm-hmm. plastic storage lids or other items call brad because you might be able to <laughs> sell right. them That's for right. a very cheap price you would be able to sell them uh, yeah, the how, thing is yeah. who yeah. really
1: uses those i mean i will use them so that i can feel good twice once i feel thrifty by putting stuff uh, leftovers away in the refrigerator and then the second time i feel like i've saved my family from certain death when i pull them out of the refrigerator and throw it away
0: do, do any of us reuse those cheap plastic with the tops? You buy them in the Kroger's and all the, and you just use them, you can toss them out. But I just have this feeling I want to reuse them just to not throw the stuff in a landfill. And yes. anyway, yeah.
2: I, I do the same thing, Bob. Yeah. You know, even the soup containers from the, the restaurants, it's, they, they somehow yeah. end up being repurposed. Like I I have, yeah.
1: yeah. What I do is I buy uh, uh, mason jars, both quart and half quart. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, on Sunday night, if we have leftover uh, something or another, I'll, you know, jar it up for uh, whomever wishes to take it with them. And then they bring it back the next week.
2: I, I, you, you hope. Jar back. <laughs> you hope
1: yeah. they bring
0: it back. T- wrapping up your tiny amounts of leftover staples, bag of twos, uh, tablespoons of lentils. I mean, do we do we keep those? I, I do. And, and then a few years ago, you ran across, uh, say, a sale on refied uh, beans and you stocked up. But you're not going to ever eat them. Those are things yeah. that we need to go through. And,
1: and Oddly, Jacques Pepin has a whole YouTube series on using just those items.
0: Oh, really? To make a dish out of? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant.
1: God, yeah. What's that? It, it, wow. He does like little 10-minute videos, shows you how to take all these canned goods and things that you wouldn't normally consider o cuisine and make it edible.
0: So that that pretty much wraps up. If you're thinking, you know, this is you're bored or you got some time on your hands, this might be something to think to tackle uh, the leftover stuff in the kitchen closet. Or if you're planning on moving, now's the perfect time. And, and speaking of that, as we wrap things up, let me just give you a reminder. One of the biggest concerns that we have right now from sellers and the reason they're not putting their homes on the market, and by the way, there's a there's a need for homes to go on the market, is because they're afraid of not being able to find their next home. It is a serious problem. And so what we are pushing are three different techniques. That, and we've used these successfully. A reverse contingency, which basically says, and Chuck, monitor this so that you can agree that this works. When a contract comes in, if it's acceptable, we counter back and say, we're accepting price, but the contract doesn't become enforced until, and you put in the days, it could be, you know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, the until the seller has had a chance to find his next home. And if he doesn't, then this contract is null and void. It as remains. long as
1: that's made a contingency of the contract, yeah, right. you can right. agree to whatever.
0: Right. So that's one thing. And we're doing that successfully. And you might say, well, why would somebody do that? Well, the answer is because you're the only house in town and they're willing to wait to be able to get your house to make sure you find your next house. So that's one. Two is to extend the closing date so that uh, maybe it's a 65 to 85 day closing date. So, you know, you've got somebody who's uh, locked in on your house and you're able to go out and find your next house. And the third thing, which we just did, a uh, week and a half ago, very successfully, we got a rent back. So here's what happens. Our sellers want to make sure they find their house. They've had a great contract come in, and they'll close in 30 days, and then they'll rent back at a, a, a agreed-upon price um, until they find their next home in a maximum of 90 days. I hope you followed all that. All of that is really important for any seller thinking about buying but not being able to see their next home. Uh, on the market right now. This is a way to help you get past all that. If you want more information, please please give me a call cuz we can help you 376-5483. My thanks to Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, who's between planes heading back to Louisville. He's in you've heard the noise, it's Boston Logan International Airport and you can reach Chuck from this afternoon on at 499-6360. Thanks Chuck for hanging in there and working with us from Boston. And then Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Services. They have a great team. They come in as a team and do a great job. You can reach Brad and his crew at 844-411-TEAM. Again, my son Greg was already working today, so he's out. And you can reach me anytime on my cell phone at 376-5483. Have a great rest of the weekend. We'll see you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAS.